Hey everyone, I hope you're having an excellent day. We're closing in on, I think we're almost at episode 80 here, which is kind of crazy considering I all I wanted to do was give some content to some people so that they didn't feel so lonely and uh, were able to keep leading, not feeling quite as crazy as you can in a leadership role. In my latest leadership role, I'm at about a year and three, four months continue to hit away at topics that keep coming up that I can relate to topics that have come up in the past roles as well. So hopefully these have been helping you out. Today, we're going to talk about uh, kind of a cool topic. And it's it's kind of, it it's the reverse of what you think. But it's picking the right moment to stop teaching people something. That selection, that timing is critical to their ownership. That's why we're going to talk about that today and why it's so important for us as leaders. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Before we get started, I just wanted to anybody who lives in the Calgary area, I wanted to congratulate anyone who put their hat in the ring to try and run for mayor or run for a ward or do anything in that arena. I am so sure they've taken a lot or their fair share of criticism. It's a difficult thing. So I just wanted to congratulate anyone who was willing to try Uh, that that experience, I'm sure, will leave a lot of things that you are going to be thankful for in the long run, even if it hurts right now if you didn't get the outcome. Congratulations on putting your hat in. Okay, so uh, I've been thinking about this for quite a while. Uh, Last week, I was able to do a little bit of consulting with somebody, which I kind of miss. I haven't been able to do that for the last year and a bit. It's just uh, going through a merger building a new team virtually in the middle of a pandemic and uh, addressing a bunch of issues that were created prior to my start just has been incredibly busy. So I haven't been able to do much consulting, but uh, thankfully I was able to do a little bit last week. And I just, I just love it because you're just, all you're trying to do is pour value in. And the best part about consulting the right people is they know they need the help. They're willing to ask and they're willing to actually try it. I actually don't care about giving people or trying to help people if they, they're not in a position where they need to really work on it and grow. Uh, this person was incredibly thankful and, and gracious and it was just an awesome time. Only about an hour, but uh, it, was, it was well worth my time. And um, anyways, while I was doing this, what I noticed was the difference between me and another person who is consulting with me. This other person is also incredibly helpful, has been incredibly strategic for me as I've grown on my leadership journey. I know I wouldn't have gotten here without that person. But as we were consulting, I started to notice that I was stopping at a certain point and my colleague was continuing on. And I was sitting here thinking about it. I was like, well, I don't, I don't understand why this is, I'm noticing this. I didn't understand what was going on. But I also have seen in my career that most of the people that I've been able to help 
in the end, they've they've really taken charge and they've really owned the solution. Even if I I kind of already saw it when I was talking to them or saw I had a pretty good idea of where it needed to go, and then they refined it and took it the rest of the way. I was just kind of thinking, though, when I talked to them, the first six months-ish, they're really thankful. They really understand. Well, actually, in the first probably three months, they actually see what help you gave them. Very thankful. You get a great reference, and they go out and absolutely rock it. I've seen this quite a few times. Uh, they just take that, you know, that that touch when you come in alongside them as a guide and you help them, they take that and run with it and go so much further than even you would expect as you're trying to help them. So what happens in the later times after that three to six month range, they own it. It's theirs. And when they take the top of the mountain, they feel like they did it entirely, which is, which is a great feeling. Uh, it's always a challenge when when you could see it first, but you know they got there and they earned it. They made it up that mountain. Uh, that's always been, there's a little bit of a side there. It's like, well, I helped you there. And, and it's true, you know, you can get a reference, you can get all these things. But they got there and they were the ones that did the work. I'll, I'll give you a, an example. Is the executive director of... Um, the Outdoor Council of Canada, I came up with the idea. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I'd been in so many meetings where people were talking about it. This is a problem. It needs to be solved. But nobody was coming up with what I thought was the solution at work. And everyone kept trying to take ownership of it. So then no one would work with that individual. Gave this concept to someone who finished his master's in risk management uh, was kind of, you know, excellent at his work, but was kind of done this chapter in his life and wanted a new mountain to climb. And this person is a mountaineer and has has some incredible stories that you should hear at some point. But uh, he took that concept and I kind of dropped it and I dropped it again and he bit it and ran with it in a way I would have never been able to do because I'm not him. And he did it. He got there. Um. And I've had another person that runs a center. Uh, she was an owner of a center, and and uh, now she's doing really well. I actually met her a couple of years ago. Uh, I consulted with her a few. I did a uh, consulted with her for a short certain period of time. She took over. She stepped into this ownership role and did incredibly well at it. Got some awards. Has done really well. Uh, and she again achieved more than I ever thought. And I also thought that she could do it, but she just needed somebody there to believe in her, believe that it was possible. But here's the trick that I think I'm starting to see is more consistent. And I didn't notice it actually until this more recent session with uh, an excellent leader with an amazing company that's going to do incredibly well uh, if she can just keep pushing forward, uh, which I'm so sure she will. She's She's just really sharp and very she learns and applies very quickly which is what i could see but i had this we during this time i started to notice that i step out at a certain period and other people keep going i think this is a critical thing to consider in your role in, as a leader of individuals is how close can you get to a solution 
before you risk owning the solution that you want someone else to own. Think about this. How close can you push somebody to a solution that you know, you know the solution is there. How close can you push somebody to that solution before you take over and it's your solution and they don't own it? Think about ownership in this situation. How much ownership do you want on that solution? I use the Outdoor Council of Canada. It's more of a public one. Uh, But that organization, I did not have the bandwidth. I started that when I was trying to dig an organization out of a massive deficit with half as many staff. I don't know, even looking back, I don't know why I tried to do that at the exact time, but it worked. Uh, But how much ownership do I want? I showed up at the first meeting. There was a few people that said we couldn't do it, which was fine. That's what always, it always feels like that. Then I just kind of sat on the sidelines and provided some guidance as I could with the control I had over the situation, even though I wasn't doing it. And if I was doing it, the individual who did it, the one who actually got there, wouldn't have probably got there. Because no matter how determined somebody is, they can't take something if they don't have a part of, if they haven't come to the solution that's sitting there. When you're working with individuals, you have to think about it in a different way. You're not solving a problem. You're giving your employee or your colleague a problem to solve. Then you're guiding them close enough that they can find that solution. Don't steal the solution from them. There's one big reason why is they might solve it a slightly different way than you think because of their strengths and their skill set. So they might come to the solution slightly different than you expected, but it's better for them. Had you have come to the solution entirely the way you saw it, it's better for you. And you also want all of your staff to own their own solutions. It's not your job to own everything. Your job is to own the, uh, the whole organization, not the solutions to different problems. So you have to let people have their own ownership across the organization. So think about that. How close can you get to a solution without stealing that last bit of the climb for the individual that you're helping? If you can determine exactly when you think that they will figure out the last part of that solution so that they own it, so that they have come to that aha so that it fits their skill set and their personality, you have just made your life as a leader far easier than if you would have pushed them all the way to the finish line. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.